Entrepreneur on Fire 655. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the master chef, John Lee Dumas. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. It's National Make-A-Will Month. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help, but they're not a law firm. Protect your family and future today. Visit LegalZoom.com, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Nick Reese. Nick, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. Thank you so much (laughs) for having me, John. My pleasure. In Fire Nation, after selling his first business by 23, going on to build a seven-figure lifestyle business with his best friend, Nick had all the markings of a successful entrepreneur. Yet after a dramatic brush with his own mortality, Nick is now shifting his focus from simply maximizing profit to maximizing impact. Nick, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. So my name is Nick Reese. I started my first business at 19. As uh, John said, I sold that business and went on to build a seven-figure lifestyle business with my best friend. And and then just recently, uh, actually about a year ago, um, I was in Vietnam with my wife, and I hadn't proposed to her yet. I had the ring in the backpack, and I started having a really, really bad like heart issue. And I ended up being hospitalized in Vietnam in a Vietnamese hospital. And it was pretty terrifying, and I got a really close... I mean, I thought I was dying. <laughs> and I didn't know if she was going to find the wedding ring hidden in our backpack or if I was going to get to give it to her. Wow. And that was a pretty profound moment in those three days and keeping that a secret and realizing that at the end of my life, I'm not going to be judged by the amount of money I made. I'm to, I want to be judged by the amount of impact I've had on the world. So I've kind of shifted my entire business focus. We've shut down a lot of our, our, our different side businesses and are really focusing just on two things now. And it's, it's made a dramatic shift in who I am and how I, how I show up in the world. Nick, well, you've already started this off by telling a very impactful story, which we love here at Fire Nation. We're all about the stories, and we're also all about leaving legacies. It does really seem that a lot of the successful entrepreneurs reach a certain point when they have to ask themselves that question, like, how much is enough? How much money, how much income, how much of this that I'm actually doing right now is enough? And they start looking in other directions. So this is going to be a powerful conversation, Nick, that we're going to do a deep dive into. But before we do, Nick, we always start with a success quote. So take it away. So for me, it's always been in business and life, your mistakes are just your tuition cost. And for me, that rings so true. I've made lots of mistakes and every single time, like they've helped me grow as an entrepreneur and I've gotten more perspective. And I really think in life, your perspective on business and life is really your most valuable thing. Mm, I love telling this story about how this investor invested $21 million into a founder who then subsequently went on and lost it all. And everybody was yelling at that investor saying, you must be so mad. You're never going to deal with that founder again. And the investor was like, 
you got to be crazy. I just invested $21 million into his tuition. I am never letting this guy out of my sight again. He's going to make this back for me in spades. And of course, there was a follow-up story sometime later where that exact thing happened. So great mentality, Fire Nation. That's what you need to look at when you're talking and thinking and identifying these mistakes you're making. And Nick, let's just dive into it. Let's just talk about you as an entrepreneur, about Nick Reese, and just about your journey. And let's Start with a failure story of a time that you did fall, Nick, flat on your face. So bring us to that moment in time. Share with us that story and the lessons you learned. So in life, I've, I seem to be learning this lesson over and over and over. <laughs> and this, this lesson uh, has a high tuition cost, but it seems to be that chasing someone else's standard of success has been my continuous failure. Um, over and over and over. Um, one of the most, one of the biggest moments that shines for that, that like really drives that point home is I was, I was young. I had just moved to Austin, Texas and I, it was after I sold my first business and we were just starting our second business and we had tons of success. And I was sitting, um, like from the outside, I was more successful than uh, anyone I knew. I was more successful than my parents. Um, like everyone just was like, wow, you're on fire. And I was like, you know, this is great, but I felt really empty inside. And I found myself on my couch one uh, Friday night with beer bottles all around playing Call of Duty. I was like on my like seventh prestige or something, which means I'd invested a huge amount of time on it. And I got a, a really important call. I got a call from my accountant and she's like, Nick, you broke your, your year um, goal, your financial goal for the year. And it's only the, the end of the first quarter. And at that point I had, I was like, I have to call you back. And what I didn't say was this, this accountant was my mom. And what I realized was I had all the monetary success, but my life was just a mess. Like I looked around my apartment and broke down in tears just seeing that like I probably had 60 to 70 beer bottles just sitting around. And I was uh, like I was I was more excited about Call of Duty than I was anything else in my life. And I realized then something really needed to change. And over the years, it finally took the um, the brush with death in Vietnam uh, and like the introspection after that uh, to really understand that I needed to find my own version of success and leave my own mark on the world instead of using money as a way of keeping score. So I want to stay here for a little while because this is really important. And this is just a topic that is not talked about enough is that so many entrepreneurs are listening right now, Nick. They're just thinking, oh my goodness, if I could ever get to $10,000 a month, then my life will be perfect. Or if I could just get to $100,000 of income a year or maybe five hundred, whatever that goal is, it's almost like we feel like if we reach that benchmark, all of our troubles and problems just dissolve and it's just the happy dance from that point forward. And that's just not the case. It hasn't mm-hmm. been the case for me on any level. It hasn't been the case for so many other of my past guests and it's not the case for you, Nick. So let's kind of stay here for a minute and maybe talk about what was that next step you took, you know, maybe besides t- picking up those 75 or so beer bottles and putting them in the recycle bin. Like what was something that you did that really kind of shook you out of this funk a little bit. So I, I realized that something was going to happen with internet video. This was like in 2009, 2010 timeframe. And I went and bought a video camera and decided I was going to teach myself how to do video. And I was talking with my buddy, uh, Derek Halpern at the time, who's uh, run social triggers now, but we were Skyping like every day back then. And it was like, he was like, you know, you, you should like go interview people. And, and so fast forward and I, uh, I basically taught myself video, um, set up, a, had a three camera, 
uh, three video camera angle thingy, jigger, whatever. <laughs> Spent. There were uh, three th- cameras in the room, Fire Nation. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, uh, I spent about ten thousand dollars of my own money and just flew all around the country for a month, interviewing uh, different entrepreneurs and, and people to find out what they they thought made people stand out from the crowd. And I interviewed everyone from. Uh, Jonathan Fields to Hollywood producers to other New York Times bestsellers to people who run XM satellite radio uh, stations, all sorts of stuff. And then when I got home, I had all this great footage, but I I didn't, something inside me stopped me from promoting it. And all I can say is that was my biggest, um, I I think that was a huge failure, not promoting it. But really that, that journey of going through and interviewing all these people and realizing that just being willing to be unreasonable with your life is the key part that really set sets you apart and lets you stand out from the crowd, so to speak. And so that really jolted me out of that funk. And I'm not going to lie, for a long time, pretty much my whole life, video games have been my drug. And it's it's like, I don't know, it's been my escape. I, I think different people turn to different things. And I mean, Call of Duty wasn't the only thing I've ever been addicted to. I was addicted to Diablo back when I was uh, a kid and then World of Warcraft and then Call of Duty and then um, all these different things. And so and now Candy Crush, right? No, I (laughs) actually I rarely play video games. And if I do, they're not online. Good Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I I decided uh, back then to realize that anytime I'm getting into a video game, it's often because I'm I'm ignoring a part of my life that needs to change. And I'm not being honest with myself and being clear that, you know, this, like, I'm, I'm ignoring something that's important here. And that's the reason I'm running to video games. So, Nick, let's get back to this impact, which has now become at the forefront of your desires. But obviously, back when you went around, spent a lot of time, money, energy, and effort doing these great interviews with these inspiring entrepreneurs, and then making that decision not to promote it makes it pretty obvious that impact wasn't at the forefront of your desires at that point in your life. And this is something that we all run into as entrepreneurs. And I actually call it the imposter syndrome because the same exact thing happened to me. I mean, I spent the entire summer of 2012 doing 40 interviews with today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. My lineup was incredible. But then launch day came and I didn't want to launch. I didn't want to release it. And I I identified that, Nick. And maybe you can give me some feedback about how you feel about a similar situation I identified that as I didn't want to launch and promote it because until I actually launched, I couldn't be considered a failure. I was doing something that was different, seven day a week show, interview format, like really going through that. Like it was a little outside of the box. I mean, other people were doing it with great success on different levels with a little different twist. But I was like, you know, I'm having a lot of people tell me that, John, this is not going to be a successful model. And I knew that they couldn't be proven right until I launched and it failed. So I, if I just kept delaying launch, I could never quote unquote fail. I could obviously never succeed either. So that was what held me back, Nick. I mean, why do you think you stopped yourself from promoting it? Well, yeah, it's, it's the exact same reason because I, first I, I knew that promoting it would change my life and, and I didn't want to, like, I, I fell back into that, that trap of thinking mm-hmm. that, um, I, how was I going to monetize this, this content? And I was super focused on that. And then I realized that, if, if it wasn't going to be monetizable, then it would be a failure. And that was in 2010. And my thinking has changed a ton since then. Right. But it, it took several different life lessons and uh, like getting farther down my, my own journey uh, to really have perspective on that. But I, I totally agree that that ability to launch, even though it's going to be uncomfortable and you might fail, 
uh, is really a key component of being successful over the long run. So Nick, it is a scary reality that successful entrepreneurs realize at some point in their lives when they hit their benchmarks, they hit that level of success that they've been striving for that was only a dream when they launched. And then there's just this unfulfilling feeling. Can we talk about that for a minute? I mean, why do you think that is? Have you spent some time identifying that? And can we get some insight? I mean, I've gone through it. You've definitely gone through it. I mean, what is that all about? For me, like I, I experienced, I've experienced that exact emotion quite a few times in my life. And I don't know if it's like, uh, it's, it's, I think it's, you have this picture of in your mind, what life is going to be like when you achieve a monetary number. Yeah. But often what, what I found is money is a really bad metric of measuring your own success and how you're going to feel just because you have money in the bank or you, or you're not, or you've achieved some sort of level of success doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be happy. So now today I, I, I do what's known as, uh, it's my own method. Uh, it's called energy mapping where I, I kind of figure out where I, I want to be spending my energy. And if I'm spending my energy on the things that I want to spend my energy on, then that's my level of success. Because often the things you do day to day have a direct impact on how happy you are. Th- those are the things that really impact you. As long as you have enough money to, to be comfortable, then how you spend your day day to day and the emotions you experience day to day are really what determines how happy you are. And so I really try, try to start anchoring um, my, my goals to how I want to be spending my energy on a day to day basis. So Nick, one thing that I've just really kind of come to the conclusion about, which is both one of humans' best and worst traits at the same time, which I know is weird to say, but it's just become so obvious to me throughout my journey, is that we acclimate. We human beings acclimate to the situation that we're in. I saw it firsthand when I was an officer in the U.S. Army for four years active and then four years in the reserves. I mean, here I was, a platoon leader in charge of four tanks and 16 men, and I was stateside. And yeah, I would have to go through my men and give them evaluation reports and see how happy or sad they were about certain things. And, you know, we kept records of that. And then we deployed to Iraq during one of the bloodiest years in Iraq. It was horrible. We lost friends. We, it was just an incredibly dramatic experience and difficult for a 23, 24-year-old to go through. Yet my evaluations continued of my platoon and I got back and I noticed the thing that was really strange is that after a couple months, it seemed like people were pretty much as happy and sometimes even happier in Iraq in this crazy scenario because they had acclimated to the situation. That was life. That was how it was. And maybe that is what happens to us as entrepreneurs. I mean, we strive to get somewhere and we get there. We think it's going to be amazing forever now, but then we acclimate to that situation. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I totally think that we all acclimate and I think you're spot on. Um, the, the thing I always reference in my own life is um, it, when, whenever you're trying to do something new, it's always pretty uncomfortable. Or anytime you're trying to do something uncomfortable, it's a lot scarier when you're first starting than once you're into it. So I'm a big fan of taking cold showers every single day. And I've been doing this for, for years. And when you take a cold shower, your first day in the shower, turning on that water yeah. is scary. It's like it, it's, it freaks you out. And like you scream like Tarzan the first day and the second day and the third day and the fourth day. But then you start realizing I'm just taking a shower. You know, it's going to be uncomfortable for a moment, but that that discomfort passes because you've acclimated yourself to it. And so, um, I mean, I, I can get into this in a moment, but the the idea is that if if you're willing to be uncomfortable and realize that being uncomfortable isn't necessarily bad and often it only lasts for a temporary amount of time, this translates to so many different things in your life. So on your to-do list, when you have the, the first thing on your, your to-do list that's been there for months that you don't do, it's because it's going to be uncomfortable at some level or you don't have clarity on it. And if, 
And if you're willing to realize that, yeah, you're just probably not willing to be uncomfortable, you realize that that's really holding you back and you realize how silly it is. And you, and it's much easier once you have perspective of being uncomfortable in a, an extended amount of time and practice being uncomfortable to just turn on the cold water, so to speak, and make that mm. difficult phone call or, um, you know, go out there and make, you know, 10 cold calls or whatever you need to do to, to grow your business. Um, it, it's really the ability to be okay being uncomfortable is so key. Or as Brian Tracy loves to say, eat that frog. Whatever that most difficult thing that you have on that list, do it first, swallow that frog, and then the rest of your day just becomes money in the bank. And, you know, speaking of Brian Tracy and kind of how that how I brought that up is because it just kind of sparked in my mind how you're thinking and how you're talking, Nick, about acclimating, about how becoming used to the norm. I mean, I can remember so clearly like like it was yesterday when I launched my podcast, Nick, and a couple weeks went by and then boom, there it was in the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. And it was just one little square of one podcast surrounded by about 20 others. It wasn't the biggest deal in the world, but it was huge for me at the time. And it's still one of my proudest moments of Entrepreneur on Fire. I was like there, like I'm featured, I did it, like I'm there. And you know, to fast forward to today, about 22 months later, I actually am now being featured on the homepage of iTunes for the next three weeks. One of those huge banners is me and Brian Tracy because I just had him on the show where we're just about eating that frog and about the episode we did together. And like that was an awesome for me to wake up yesterday and get the email from iTunes being like, oh, by the way, you're being featured for the next three weeks. I was like, sweet. And I looked at it. I was like, cool. But it, you know, it's such a bigger deal, but it means less to me than that little feature in New and Noteworthy 22 months ago when I was first getting going. So let's kind of move forward, Nick. You've already just broken down some incredible aha moments that you've had. And I want to talk about one specifically that you can break down for us right now in a story format that really kind of follows this theme and just really breaks it down even more for our listeners. So the, the one that I had prepared for this was the story in, in Vietnam. Oh, cool. But I, so basically, I can go into more detail on that. My, my wife and I have, have just decided to recently settle down in Nashville. But before then, we'd been in 19 countries, and we'd been traveling for 18 to 24 months, just all over the world. And I, at the time in Vietnam, she wasn't my wife yet. And I had planned on asking her to marry me, and I had an engagement ring hidden in our backpack. And we were there. We were meeting with some other entrepreneurs and really just uh, checking out Southeast Asia. It's beautiful. And one morning we woke up and I, we were taking a cab someplace from the place we were renting on Airbnb. And my chest like was just, I felt this fluttering. And so I went to take my pulse and I, I had this pain in my chest and felt my neck and there was no pulse in my neck. And to make a long story short, I was uh, rushed to the hospital there. Um, and I woke up with Vietnamese needles being stuck into my arm and basically people screaming in Vietnamese and looking around and there's no English. And, uh, your Dana, my, my, my now wife was, was crying and very, very upset. And I was freaking out. And so much so that I made, a uh, a video will on my iPhone saying like, if something bad happens, I want everything to go to your Dana and like, just kind of like outlining things and just in tears and very, very tough moment. And then I was, I was admitted to the hospital and we spent three days there and every, I think half the amount of time for the first couple of days, I was just thinking about, wow, what if she finds the ring in the backpack without me? Do I ask her now in, in a hospital in Vietnam? Is this how I want her to remember it? Or do I save it and, and chance that? And realizing, as I mentioned earlier, this, this really unfolded into 
like realizing it's not the amount of money. It's moments like it's important moments in your life and, and the moments that you, you share with others that really matter. And then ultimately the impact that you have, that you empower other people to have those special moments as well is, is what really matters. And that really transformed my thinking. And at the time I was doing a lot of writing about entrepreneurship and my big lessons from like growing uh, a six figure freelancing business to all these different things. And I was talking with a few friends and I was once again, encountering the same same resistance that I had when I had flown around and done all those interviews. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to hit publish. I'm not going to hit publish. And, and I really realized then that like by not hitting publish on those things and not going out there and doing the uncomfortable that I'm just doing a disservice to everyone. I'm depriving them of their own important moments um, because I really felt like I had something to share. And so I started sharing it after Vietnam and the response has been huge. Um, I started a blog on um, entrepreneurship and, I've gotten emails saying that like this content has changed my life. We've helped uh, one-on-one. I've helped over a hundred entrepreneurs uh, grow their businesses to over a hundred thousand dollars a year. A bunch of people you've had on the show. And then on the blog, I've helped thousands and thousands. And so that's been incredible. Um, but really that's not my main focus right now, but we can get in. I, I think you have a, that's one of the questions coming, but yeah, it was that aha moment in, in Vietnam and realizing that life is really about impact more than anything. So Fire Nation, I really hope you're absorbing this because it is such powerful life lessons for us to take going forward. And just like Nick said, I mean, I went through that same imposter syndrome, paralyzing fear situation when I went to launch and publish Entrepreneur on Fire. And if I didn't have a mentor, if I didn't have a mastermind supporting me and encouraging me and insisting that I go forward and calling me out on my own BS... I may never have launched. Like, it's, it's that scary, but that true. And just three weeks after I launched Nick, I get an email from somebody in Morocco who literally was telling me that that podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire, was not only changing his life, but the life of his kids who had no exposure to the entrepreneurial world. But now because of this free resource I was putting out every single day, their entire mindsets were shifting and that he was emailing me not as a fan or a listener, but as a father to thank me. And you know, one of my biggest terrifying moments was that I wasn't good. I, I was not a good host. I was not a good interviewer. Fortunately, the quality of the podcasts were good because of my guests I brought on who were great. But if I had just let it hold back because of my own ego, because of my own doubts of myself, there are many lives that would not have been impacted, which now Nick and myself are impacting all around the world on a daily basis. And Nick, Speaking of that, you are right. We're getting to present times. We're getting to today. So share with Fire Nation, what's going on, bro? Today, my, my focus really is on two things. Um, first, um, I, I know I can maximize a lot of impact by um, helping entrepreneurs, and, and that's fantastic. But I, I think, and I do that at nicholasreese.com, and I have tons of resources there. And probably the most impactful thing I've done there is the Cold Shower Challenge. It's 30 days that um, allows you to really take control of your life by using cold shower as a me- metaphor for learning. Um, but today I'm, I'm really realizing that the U.S. is falling behind um, with broadband. And this all started, uh, my business partner and I were both looking to, to buy some real estate and we were having a hard time finding out what broadband providers were available in different areas. And we did some research and we found out that the government spends almost $300 million mapping the U.S.'s broadband. And no one was really doing anything with that data. And the government website that they had just wasn't adequate. So we spent roughly three months crunching that data. And the data set is massive. It's like 184 million rows of data collected by 54 different agencies. 
it's like just a mess of data. And so we, we cleaned it up and we've crunched it. And we've really unlocked the data uh, for the public. So now that they can enter in their zip code and find out all the providers that are in their areas. And what we found is that there's roughly 39 million Americans that only have one provider. And just at, the more we study the market, it's, it's one of those situations where it's so cloudy that without transparency, it will never improve. So my main focus is really making broadbandnow.com the, the best resource on the internet for finding the best, whether that's the fastest or the cheapest broadband in your area, and really bringing more transparency to the market, allowing smaller providers, let's say uh, uh, a, fiber, uh, a small fiber provider wanted to lay fiber in the ground, they have a huge overhead cost. And their main cost, besides laying that fiber, which is insanely expensive, is actually customer acquisition. And if we can help those smaller fiber providers bring better internet service to rural, rural areas and even metropolitan areas that are underserved, I think that's going to have such a larger impact uh, than anything else I can be doing right now. So that's really what I'm dedicating my life to for the next few years is making uh, broadband now by far the basically it's like kayak did for flights, but, but before, before kayak and before Google flights and before um, Hipmunk and all the, the cool tools out there, it was really hard to find out what airlines served, what, what different cities and what their prices were and compare them all in one place. We want to be that transparency for the broadband market. And we're we're so excited because we're we're getting traction and we have like days we have like thousand two thousand five thousand visit days like we're having an impact we're we're having conversations with the FCC like things are on the up and up and so that's super exciting right now because I just see that this is really going to make the U.S. market much much more uh, transparent and ultimately lead to better service. So since you're just in this, Nick, I mean, this is something I just kind of hear maybe on a blip on TV sometimes, or maybe in a quick article or update in Inc. Magazine. What's like the deal with these Google hot air balloons that are kind of like floating around up there, like providing something? What's, what's up with that? So Google's done an experiment called Loon. And basically what they do is they have a hot air balloon that, that uses fixed wireless technology to broadcast internet down to uh, the area below. And and that's just one of many technologies that are being tested right now uh, to deliver uh, basically wireless internet to uh, more rural areas. Because the, the hard part isn't serving high high population areas that are very dense. The hard part is serving people that live out in the sticks and getting them fast internet. And I, I, I really think that uh, so first, the FCC right now thinks that broadband is like roughly three megabytes a second. And we're really pushing for that to be considered 10 megabytes a second. And the FCC should reclassify it in the next couple of years. But that's really, um, that's hard to get over wireless technology with without a huge, um, without a, I mean, a small uh, data cap. So you might get 30 gigabytes like on, on your phone, or you might get um, 300 gigabytes uh, like with Comcast, but still it's, it's not the same speeds that you can get with wired. So basically Google's playing with Loon to try to solve that problem. And there's been great advancements, but I'm not, uh, it's, I don't think it's ready for prime time quite yet. Cool. Thanks for that update. So Nick, we're about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Most Americans don't have a will, but did you know that without one, you could be leaving yourself and your family vulnerable against the court dictating what happens to your property and other possessions? So many Americans procrastinate because they say making a will is too expensive or too time-consuming. My answer to that, 
LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom's prices make sense, and it only takes 20 minutes for LegalZoom to guide you through from start to finish. During National Make-A-Will Month, you can get special pricing on wills and living trusts by entering promo code FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Again, that's promo code FIRE. It's National Make-A-Will Month. Stop procrastinating, Fire Nation. Protect your family, protect your future at LegalZoom.com today. LegalZoom was developed by top attorneys to provide self-help services at your specific direction, but they're not a law firm. Legal help is furnished through vetted independent attorneys. Visit LegalZoom.com today and use promo code FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter dot com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Nick, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? No skills, no money, no experience, um, and a lot of frustration. I was really frustrated by that until I found, uh, until I stumbled across the right opportunity and a mentor to help me along. And a mentor, Fire Nation. Nick, what is the best advice you've ever received? Start before you think you're ready. By far, the, the best advice. Love that. Can you share one of your personal habits, Nick, besides taking a cold shower that you believe contributes to your success? That is what I had written down. Um, uh, so I, I would say, you know, being willing to do the uncomfortable because that's really what a cold shower right. represents is being willing to, to be uncomfortable for temporary amounts of time or even extended amounts of time to get where you want to go in life. Now, can we talk for just a quick second? I mean, what are the benefits um, besides that point of being able to be uncomfortable about taking a cold shower? Are there other things that also are a benefit too? Because I'm ready for this challenge. Yeah. So, so basically, I, I came back from South America in 2011 and I was like crazy overweight for me. I was like 20 pounds heavier. And I was like, I need to get this off fast. And I used to be a competitive swimmer. And I realized that um, I had seen an article that Michael Phelps was burning thousands and thousands of calories a day. And I, I knew that when I swam, like the weight just melted off. And I started reading about the thermodynamics of water. And basically when you, when water cools down your body temperature, your body has to spend a lot of energy heating yourself back up. And so basically I just resolved to take a cold shower every day for 30 days. And it was really uncomfortable, but I was starting to lose weight. And my, my girlfriend at the time thought I, it was a joke and I had failed the first day. And I just realized that um, cold showers were great for losing weight, but they also represented the things I didn't necessarily want to do in my life, like break up with that girlfriend. And so it was really funny how all, <laughs> all, of, all of those things kind of came together. And it's become a metaphor that I live by and I, I talk about a lot. And so not only does it help you keep the weight off, it also helps you get perspective in your life. Cool. Love it. 
Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Ginkgoapp.com. It is by far the best writing resource out there. I don't know how it's not it's not more popular. It's G-I-N-G-K-O-A-P-P.com. And basically what it is is think about a, like a multi-column writing for, like outline writing tool. So basically um, right now as, as this interview, I have a bunch of notes in it. And on the left-hand side, I have uh, like broader picture things and on each one, you can narrow it down to more specific. And so it's, it's kind of like an outline tool, but you can also write full blog posts in it. So before I, I write a blog post or before I write an email to someone, I'll break down what are the three things I want to talk about and make sure it makes logical sense before I start writing. And then once it makes logical sense, I'll tie all the, the pieces together. And this is really streamline my whole writing process. It's probably made it 45% quicker. Boom. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Nick Reese. And Nick, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Triumphs of Experience. It's a longitudinal study done by Harvard starting in the 1930s that follows 200 men really influential men who would go on to impact this, uh, this country, uh, presidents and, and the like. And it follows them from 18 through death. And basically um, a small subset of the men are still alive and they're 80 years old now. But the big takeaway from the book is that regardless of where you're at on your journey, you can take control of your life and it all starts with taking a choice and taking action. And second, the, the, it's not so much what goes wrong in your life that's important, but it's what goes right and the story you tell yourself about your life. The book is incredible. It's really thick, but it's, it, you never really get a, a good glimpse of what, what's these insanely high achievers. I mean, they were already going to Harvard, how they lived their lives. And just because they were successful at 18 or whatever, doesn't mean that they necessarily went on to be successful, um, like right away. And sometimes it, it took, you know, in their sixties and suddenly they had that aha moment and then they, they went out there and they, they pursued their dreams. And it was just, it's really interesting to, to read it and read the, the perspectives and the, the books has snapshots at each point of these people's lives. So you get to watch them as they age. And it's, it's incredibly compelling. Wow. Well, it is now being wirelessly delivered to my Kindle because that sounds like a book that I will love. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Nick, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? All right. So the first thing I would do is I would go out and hug my wife and then I'd say, this is going to be fun. And then I would go look for a national organization that certifies a specific type of service providers and see if they have an open directory. Um, typically, this can be realtors, hairdressers, anestheticians, massage therapists, um, any sort of governing body that certifies people. And then I would go out and I would find 30 to 40 of them and just basically have a, a phone call interview with them. Just call them up cold call them and say, hey, can I ask you a few questions? I'm, I'm really looking to help improve the lives of whatever they do. And then from there, I'd look for a common dysfunction that's within each of their businesses and see if that there was a way that I could basically mimic something in Excel that would simplify their lives. And once I had mimicked something in Excel, I would call them back and say, hey, I have a solution for you. Um, it's going to be this much a month. 
and ask them if they're ready to sign up. And if they are, I'd sell them on it and I would collect their credit card information. And I would say, um, in the next 30 days, this will be ready. And I would either program it myself or hire someone on Odesk, but I would pre-sell the product beforehand and really solve a very specific uh, pain point for a specific set of people. I love it. Fire Nation is all about niching down into that pain point, developing those raving fans, and then you can look to broaden out. And Nick, thank you for being so incredibly inspiring with us today. Let's end with you sharing with Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Parting piece of advice would be start before you're ready. Where you can find me is broadbandnow.com. And if you're an entrepreneur like many of you, um, nicholasreese.com. N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-R-E-E-S-E. I do videos about every two weeks, but I have a lot of guides about premium positioning, how to take control of your life, and all sorts of things. If you're interested in transitioning from a corporate job into freelancing, or you're just interested in jumpstarting your freelancing career, you'll find a lot of stuff there. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you started off right with Nick and myself. So keep up the heat. And Nick, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. Just type Nick, N-I-C-K, in the search bar in his show notes page with all of his contact information, resource, book recommendation will pop right up. And Nick, thank you for being so generous with your time, expertise, and experience Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, John. Appreciate it. Fire Nation, ready to create, grow, and monetize your podcast? Join me for our free live podcast workshop every week. Just visit podcastersparadise.com to grab your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 